1: to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 5, Episode 11, titled Sugar Ball. My name is Joe Batanz and I am joined, as always, by one treekly co-host. From the podcast pod is my co-pilot. Please say...
2: I love you, Nana, and water off a duck's back.
0: <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs>
2: To Taylor,
1: the latte I love you, boy. Nana. <laughs> what? What did you think it was going to be? I know you like. I them. don't
0: know. I honestly, I kind of don't want to think about it. Oh really? I just I just want to watch them and yeah. and and just I love you, Nana.
1: That I appreciate you, Joe Batans. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway, uh, Taylor, the latte boy. How are you? How have you been? What's going on? It's been a while since we've ta- last spoke. It has. It's been a day, <laughs> but in in the but the, in the world of these people, you and I don't speak in between these things. No, we don't. Yeah, we even don't. though even I even called- though yeah. we now have a tradition
0: that I have tried to start, mm-hmm. and you have wronged me left and right on.
1: Well, but you know, which what? Is-
0: I'm going to put it in my calendar. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Oh don't put it in your calendar because then the first time I don't call, then that'll come and it'll come back and bite me in the
1: ass. And that should be at around what time? My I... your time?
0: It's usually about four thirty, four forty. On two every other Tuesday, yeah, I go, I, I have a hair appointment. Mm-hmm. And I go to get my haircut, because that's my little self-care thing I do for myself. I get mm-hmm. I get a great haircut and it's about a twenty-minute drive to the barbershop, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I usually make sure that is time that it's just me in the car. Mm-hmm. And I call my pal yeah Joe Batance mm-hmm. little little Joey Batance, yeah, and we usually talk for about twenty minutes, mm-hmm. and then sometimes if the conversation doesn't end doesn't we don't finish in time, then I will call him on the ride home, usually mm-hmm. about an hour later after I've gotten my hair cut and watched an episode of chopped with the with the lovely woman who cuts my hair. Oh, you watch an episode of Chopped while you. Yes, it's a place <laughs> where it's called, the place is called The Barber Shop. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's sort of one of those like, um, where it's all pretty girls that cut your hair. Mm-hmm. And, but they don't do the thing where they're all dressed like, you know, referees with their boobs in your face mm-hmm. or anything yeah. like that. But you get for like $16, mm-hmm. you get a haircut, a fit, fa- like a hot towel treatment on your face while they're washing your hair. And you also get at the end, you get a shoulder massage with this device that kind of looks, I call it, it looks like a carburetor and they kind of rub it across your back and your, and your uh, neck. And you also have, it's an individualized, it's not a room, but it's almost like a cubby area. And you have all the water, coffee, tea, and peanuts that you want to eat all for 16 bucks, 1675 if you use a credit card, but I always do. That's really cheap. It is really cheap. It is really cheap. And I love the way – it took me years to find somebody to cut my hair the way that I like it.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: I, I had somebody to cut my hair. My ex's um, stylist cut my hair for many, many years, and uh-huh. then she went crazy. Uh-huh. And I was tired of doing therapy sessions while I was getting my hair cut. Mm-hmm. So I decided to find somebody else and went through a couple of years of really bad haircuts for a while. So – but I, I – I we she knows – when we're when I get there, she knows to turn it on channel fifty six, which is Food mm-hmm. Network, and we sit and we talk about Chopped while we are while she's cutting my hair, and we talk about uh, like she's getting married this year, and she always oh. asks me how I'm doing and stuff. So it's it's a nice it's a nice little treat. So, but I extend the treat for myself because yeah. I call mm-hmm. Joe, who now knows that I call him on Tuesdays, and like the last two Tuesdays that I've done this, he either doesn't answer the phone. Or he picks up the phone and goes, "I can't talk. I'll call you back," and then pretty much hangs up on me
1: <laughs> uh, because I didn't know. You don't warn me, but now I put it in my calendar, put a reminder. It will, it will, it will announce that you're about to call, and then I'll know. Oh my god! I gotta drop everything. Drop uh, everything. The Taylor the Lante boys calling. Now, I, have, I have to tell you something. Believe it or not, I was mm-hmm. talking to friend of the Joe, uh, Sweet Michael, today. Okay, and we're just chit chatting. Well, first of all, yesterday. He sent me the weirdest – no, two days ago. He sent me the weirdest picture. He was going through his – I'm going to send it to you. <clears throat> I'd put it in Discord, but I don't know how to do that. Um, he sent me the weirdest picture. It, he was going through his old house and back in North Carolina. Now, he doesn't live in North Carolina anymore, but that, they still own the house. Because his dad doesn't even live there. Um, and uh, Where does his dad live? By Michael in, like, Maryland. Okay. Or, something, or Virginia, I don't know. He, no, the dad lives in Virginia. Okay, and um, he was going through the old hu- going through his room at his old house. Okay, and he came mm-hmm. across. I gotta find it here. I'm gonna send you a photo. What it is? Okay. Um, there's you. Now I gotta put the picture in there. <laughs> that is how messages work. And this is what he found under, like somewhere in his room, like hidden in his room. You're gonna see right now. Now Taylor looks at it. It's like a tiny metal briefcase, okay? Mm-hmm. With different okay. IDs, uh, uh a Blackberry and a $100 and what what else is there too? Let me see here. Something with the DMV, it's a, ma- a box of matches, a limited learner's <clears throat> permit. Yeah, and he couldn't figure out why he had that stuff in a briefcase. And, is he going to run away? Well, that's what he figured out today. He, he called me. He said, "Oh, I found out what he's. I don't know. How, I can't remember. He told me how he figured it out, but he figured out that he was going to run away because there's he, something then, about that that's adorable. Well, it, I just talked about this on this Joe Batans today. Is every story Sweet Michael tells me is a is an equal parts adorable and crushing sadness? Yes, that's that's, that's that is kind of how I meant that. Yeah.
0: Um but but the kids got panache if he was going to have a metal briefcase.
1: And what kid just
0: has like $100? Well, he maybe he stole that. Oh, really? Maybe, maybe he took, maybe he took that out of somebody's uh wallet or pocketbook when they weren't looking. And I think like a while crisp they were, $100 bill too while they while they were making, you know, you know, pizza rolls for him. He he asked his mom to make pizza rolls in the other room, and while she was distracted, he went into her pocketbook and took out a, a fresh crisp $100 bill. But then she was going to use to go grocery shopping later in the week. So by he, she, he would have been long gone by the time she realized the money was gone.
1: How far do you think he was going to get on that hundred dollars?
0: Okay. When I was a kid, when I was five, I got angry at my mother and decided I was going to run away. Mm -hmm. But as a typical five-year-old, I said, I'm leaving and I'm never coming back to which my mom pretty much looked at me and went, bye. So Mm -hmm. I got as far as the driveway. Before I realized, I've got no place to go. And I could go to my grandmother's, but I have no idea how to get there because I'm five. Yeah. So then I just went back sheepishly back into the house and kind of went to my room and shut the door. And then mm-hmm. everything was fine eventually. But, you know, maybe, maybe you know, at five, I didn't think enough to have money. But at how old would he have been at this time? Well, he looked like, make... like a teenager. Okay. So as a teenager, he... $100 seems like a lot of money.
1: Mm-hmm. Until you realize that a hundred dollars really isn't a lot of money at all. Anyway, <clears throat> the reason he called me, he was telling me he's like so he's he's been in, he was in North Carolina over the weekend, cleaning out his old house,
2: uh-huh.
1: and he said I got to tell you something. And I didn't know this. What you're, what I'm going to tell you right now. I didn't know this. I, in fact, I even said he buried the lead, so to speak, for very well because not only was it late in the phone call, I didn't know he's had this for months. <clears throat> He's like a throat, a cough drop. I don't know what's going on. Why my throat is like this? A lozenge. I was swallowing Luca Magnata's uh, semen. Um, oh. Oh, can you, that semen must just taste like blood. Anyway, <laughs> he uh, he goes. Uh, I I found it difficult to be there and be away from my bidet. Oh. He bought a bidet, mm-hmm. okay, uh, for Christmas for his. It was like a, a gift for the house That he bought He bought a really expensive one Like hundreds of dollars Okay And he said I'm in love with it I love this bidet Now for those of you Who are, have, don't know this a, Two or three years ago I got myself a bidet Now I didn't get one That was
2: $300 mm-hmm.
1: And I can never go back Once you <coughs> bidet You never go away what I always say Or once you bidet You're there to stay Okay So, uh, and so now I know a a week or two ago, you called me and you had a lot of bidet questions. So have you, have you jumped off the plank? (laughs) Have I jumped onto a bidet? Yeah. I have
0: not yet because there is someone in the house Mm -hmm. that is anti-bidet. Oh, Really? And that would be my husband. Oh, he's anti the bidet. Why is that? He seems I don't. He seems very nervous about the idea <clears> of <throat> it. And he was just like, "Well, I would. I. I just think that you know we should keep using." wipes and 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 toilet paper and i said well yeah but the problem with that is the city literally just posted a bit one of the it, one of the ongoing infrastructures within the city of saint petersburg mm-hmm. is our sewage system mm-hmm. because it backs up in the summer um as far as for there's flooding is getting worse every year in saint petersburg
2: sure
0: and they just posted a picture on the city of saint pete city of saint pete's facebook page of like a huge like wad of these wipes that had clogged a major (gasps) pipe Oh, really? so they're telling people like stop using them if you can Mm
1: -hmm. so
0: and considering that you said you managed to sprinkle in a bidet every chance you get yeah I thought maybe this is something that I could look at as a possibility plus I live Mm -hmm. in a 60 year old house that I think has the original clay sewage pipe Mm -hmm. so it's only a matter of time before I have to have a very expensive plumbing charge so I I don't know he he's 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 not completely on the fence yet but I feel like I keep
1: working him towards the bidet but you know which sounds have, dirty but I I don't mean it that they way. have cheapy bidets you, I had for the longest time before I bought a nicer bidet I had a twenty dollar bidet so you could do oh, like, and I and I it. even thought about well fuck it I'll just get one and then he won't
0: ever use it and then you know I'll always be showroom oh, new for bottoming that's true.
1: But – or just not walking around feeling swampy. Oh, but, I don't feel swampy anymore, Taylor. No yeah. swamp. Well, it was glad like, to hear that Michael was telling me that you know the reason he got it was he was sick of feeling swampy because like, he's skinny. I always thought it was like a fat person thing. No, I think that – well, it's very yeah, – isn't it like out of the – No, no. I didn't think days were a fat person thing. I thought feeling swampy was a fat person thing. Oh, no. I think that that is just – I live in Florida. I, mean, I literally live in a swamp.
0: There are just days that I could be completely having not had any reason to feel swampy and I feel swampy. That's just that's just the nature of living in Florida.
1: This week, the girls play with puppets and walk the runway in the sugar ball. Roxy is angry that Jinx is still in the competition, and Alaska breaks her dress. In the end, Alaska was named the winner of the challenge, while Jinx, Monsoon, and Detox are forced to go head-to-head in a lip-sync battle for their lives. After it was all over, Jinx lived to see another day, while Detox was asked to sachet away Taylor, the Latte Boy, name two things you liked about the episode, and one thing you did not. Well, Okay.
0: I I feel very torn about this episode. Sure, because I have been saying all season, yeah, talking about bullying Mm -hmm. and feeling like it hasn't really started yet. Maybe I, maybe I didn't think of it that. And then this one kind of hit. Yeah, and I sat and watched it with Babalu, and Babalu was getting so mad watching it the whole time. Mm-hmm. But there's part of me that kind of feels like, all right, now that I, you know, when I watched this the first time I was definitely, you know, triggered as the kids say. Yeah. But now knowing everything I know about the show and everything I know about editing and everything mm-hmm. I know about Roxy, but there's part of me that I was still angry at the behavior, mm-hmm. but I understood it slightly more. Mm-hmm. So that being said, the thing that I did not like was Roxy's behavior through the majority of of the of the episode but Mm -hmm. we'll we'll get to some of the untucked stuff in particular later on Uh um two things that i liked was i always love the ball challenges i always love when there's multiple looks which i know you hate the looks but when there's multiple looks in the show and i feel like hold
1: on hold on hold on i don't want to correct you i like watching the looks i don't like talking about the looks
0: yeah that's true but i but when it's show that is look heavy Mm -hmm. It feels like, you know, I know that you're kind of rolling because you're like, oh, God, Taylor's going to want to talk about this or mm-hmm. whoever else you're doing. lorry on season seven, that kind of stuff that you'd want to talk about that. But I, I feel like this particular, the Sugar Ball, gave us some iconic looks,
1: mm-hmm.
0: both on the good and the bad side. I think um, some of, one of my favorite all-time looks is in part – actually, two – One of my all-time favorite looks and a favorite look that I could think of if you just asked me to think about looks that you liked from a Mm -hmm. particular queen were in this challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, you know, you you look at the issues with Roxy and Jinx and you juxtapose those with Alaska – and jinx Mm -hmm. i really kind of liked watching that dynamic of the two of them talking Mm -hmm. and some of the things that alaska was saying where alaska i think has always sort of been the odd kid out and even though she's part of alaska talks and she likes being part of the cool group Mm -hmm. i think she recognized it many times that jinx was the odd girl out and tried to support her as much as she could so i liked Mm -hmm. watching that dynamic this episode so that's i switched them around i said the one thing i did not like and the two things that i did like Mm -hmm. what about you
1: Okay, I like the puppet challenge. Oh, I forgot about the puppet challenge. Yeah, okay. I thought I liked the puppet challenge. thought it was good. Uh, what else did I like? I actually did like the looks, you know? I liked watching the looks. I liked seeing the looks. It was very fun to watch that runway look. I thought they were all... Because these are all people who are actually, for the most part... Even Jinx. I know they come down on Jinx. But I'm, all, I'm always wanting to know what she's going to walk down the runway. I yeah. Was never Yeah, I was never like, ugh, what is she going to bring down the runway? I was like... No, like like oh I want to see what she does and so it was fun to see people who are really good at their looks uh walk the runway in these three different looks. The thing I didn't like I guess sort of part with what you were saying is the editing. I think I think and then when we talk about it, I think I even though Roxy was gross, I'm still going to be defending Roxy uh a bit uh when we talk about this. So, uh because I think a lot of it, from our perception of it, is a victim of the editing. You know? yeah,
0: and I got that this time. Yeah. I got that watching that this time. Whereas not I say, did it yeah. the first time I watched it back in 2013.
1: Yeah, not to say that she wasn't gross. But no. they can take a short – something that happened maybe over a course of a day or two, right? Or if you think about it, it takes two days to do a challenge. And I don't know what happens on the next challenge. Maybe she's still cunty on the next challenge, right? But this is two days, essentially, and they Mm -hmm. boil it down and make it seem like it's something – and it's something they've been doing leading up to this where they edit other things to make it seem like she's been mean to Jinx. Well, and – and I would say, I mean, do we just want to get into the bullying thing now? No, let's just get through, wanna... we don't have that much to talk about. The script is not that long. Uh All right. After Coco's elimination, Roxy speculates that it was Coco's time to leave because she had fulfilled her purpose uh when she eliminated Alyssa Edwards. So Roxy Andrews then sets her eyes on Jinx. In confession on camera, Roxy talks openly about how she wants Jinx Monsoon to go home next. The next day, the girls talk about how Alaska... Uh, and Jinx have yet to lip-sync right before RuPaul walked into the workroom to announce this week's mini-challenge.
2: So for today's mini-challenge we're going to have a good old-fashioned bitch-fest. And we're going to do it with puppets. Oh! (laughs) Why? Everybody loves puppets! First, pick a puppet that represents one of your competitors. Second, drag it up. Third, you and the puppet have a bitch fest.
1: A detox portrayed Alaska. Alaska portrayed Roxy. Jinx gave us her best detox, but it was Roxy's roast of Jinx that made everyone uncomfortable. Alaska was named the winner of the challenge, which gave her a 15-second advantage in the main challenge. Uh up until this point, Taylor, what are your thoughts on everything that happened from the after Coco's elimination to uh you know the puppet challenge to all this stuff?
0: Well, I think that in the beginning when they come back and they all sort of recognize that Coco's storyline kind of came to its came to its point once mm-hmm. she resolved things with Alyssa, mm-hmm. that it made sense. Um watching now a little bit more closely, some of the ways that Roxy has dealt with other Queens when she feels threatened. Mm -hmm. It makes sense that considering she has said multiple things about jinx in the past. Yeah. Being such a force to contend with, it makes sense that she would then turn her sights on her. Yeah. I guess the problem is that Roxy's not very good at it. Mm -hmm. Like where Roxy is sort of one of those, where I'm going to t- I'm going to openly ignore you, but talk poorly about you, because I feel like that is very threatening. Yeah. Whereas I think most people who have a sense of maturity and know their worth and know who they are kind of would look at that like
1: you're actually acting more pathetic than the person that you're trying to make fun of. But why didn't? I, but but detox is here's the deal. I feel like detox gets a pass on this, but it's detox. Roxy's just the mouthpiece, but detox is behind the scenes doing the same shit. Right, but she,
0: but but uh, Roxy is being much more open and vocal about it. At I
1: don't least. know. I would say, look, this is what I think. I think the show wanted to be Roxy. I feel Detox is just as open about it. I really do. Where Detox is like, is she really doing this, girl? What? Now she she directs it to Roxy. Under her right. breath. But shes I don't think she hides it very well. Right, but she's also the one... But Roxy is also the one
0: that is saying things in front of Jinx. And then they're showing her in confessionals saying shitty things about Jinx. It's similar to what they did in season four with Fifi and Sharon. Mm-hmm. That any time... Sharon would do something, they would cut to Fifi rolling her eyes, or they would mm-hmm. cut to Fifi, like, making some comment in the workroom, and then they would immediately go to a confessional where she would say something shitty about Sharon. They're doing the same, it feels like they're doing the same thing again, mm-hmm. only they're doing it with Jinx and Roxy instead.
1: Mm-hmm. But, you know, but what I was going to tell you is, I think, the, ultimately what it boils down to is, if I'm being honest, is that I don't think, look, I think Roxy's a fantastic drag queen, okay? But, I would agree with that. Yeah, but I don't think that she's very smart. Okay, I would agree with that as th- well. Okay, uh, not that she's stupid. I just don't think she's. You like, know, I'm gonna change it. I don't think she's as savvy as Detox in Alaska. She's not as clever as she thinks she is. Yes, and I think okay. What in the confessionals? She. The producers are like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, because you see all of
0: the – she said – she's made comments about Jinx in the past, yeah. but they've been relatively – not innocuous, but mm-hmm. not as – but when you notice all of the confessionals this episode, she's wearing completely different outfits the mm-hmm. whole time. Mm-hmm. So they're clearly pulling a greatest hits of all of the shitty things that Roxy has mm-hmm. said yeah, over the course of this month, three weeks, six weeks, however long they've all been together, mm-hmm. and they're making it where they realize – we don't have Alyssa and Coco anymore. We can't, we can't go back to that well anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have to create more drama. Speaking back to the detox thing,
2: mm-hmm.
0: whereas Roxy may not be as clever, mm-hmm. detox is a very clever, very smart drag queen. And she knows that if she does things where she just looks over at Roxy and goes, look at what she's doing right now, yeah. Roxy d- can't know to keep her mouth shut. Mm-hmm. And Roxy is just going to talk and Roxy's going to say shit. So mm-hmm. detox you're right they may both feel the same and they may both have the same level of emotion but I think detox is better in directing Roxy to be the one that's focusing all of that energy at her so that, that way, she, talking, doesn't, but that way t- she doesn't that way she does detox doesn't necessarily come off as the villain of yes. this episode as yes. Roxy
1: does but you're speaking you're talking about when they're in the workroom what I'm talking about is when they're in the confessional detox is savvy enough not to let the producers hang herself with her own noose Whereas Roxy's just, they're like, you know, the producer's like, oh, really? And Roxy's like, you can even see Roxy in the way she says the things that she said is like, right? Am I right that she's like this? Like to the producers. Because yeah. the producers are giving her, the, they're making her feel safe that she can say this stuff. You yeah. know, and... yeah. oh, no, with the with the big smile on her face, sometimes yeah. it's like she's getting
0: all of a sudden she's getting this attention from the producers mm-hmm. where there's where they're probably, you know, and where we can just conjecture this, that they're giving her a response to things she's saying where they're excited to hear. Well, tell us more. Tell us yeah. more what you think about. They're this. probably they, laughing at her jokes. Yeah, and... because because she's got the big smile while she's talking about it a lot of times that she's it's it's a different vibe than in other confessionals
1: now this is a visual thing i'm gonna do so people aren't gonna get but i'm gonna be like clapping my hands and like doing the point but she could be talking they could be like yes yes Uh yeah oh yeah like nodding their head in agreement Uh so she's like right am i wrong here you know that jinx is a big pain in the ass and they're just like nodding their head like oh they're rolling their eyes and you know and she's getting the what she's they're they're giving her what she wants to hear and so she thinks it's a safe place to say this not realizing that they're just loving the content she's giving them. Right. And in the workroom, I think maybe actually one feeds into the other. So in the workroom, after having done those confessionals where she's felt validated by the producers, she thinks, well, then it must be safe then to go after Jinx. Where detox, I think in Alaska are much more savvy. Alaska can see, I think five steps ahead and can see that what's going on. And maybe even was advised by Sharon. You know, mm-hmm. she saw what happened with Sharon and Fifi. Where Alaska—I was going to
0: say—Alaska had pretty much taken a master class in drag race, to, yeah. uh, applying for all those seasons and knowing all of those queens, mm-hmm. and then obviously being with a winner with mm-hmm. Sharon. So yeah,
1: yeah. So she saw what happened, got a ma- yeah, got a master class behind the scenes of what happens, how it works, and probably saw four or five steps down the way. Oh, they want to make us Fifi. You know, they yeah. want to make us the villain. And that's why she started to back away from Alaska Talks, why she had that speech. So one of the things Taylor told me to do, and I think it was smart, was to watch Untucked. And there's a moment in Untucked, well, we'll get to that afterwards, but uh, okay. yeah, but we're Alaska's, but yeah, clearly, clearly, uh, Roxy is, and, and Roxy's tired and something like that, so she's, I just don't think she's the brightest bulb in the, in the place. All right, let's move on, let's move on. Oh, wait, what did you think of The Puppet Challenge? We haven't talked about The Puppet Challenge. The puppet show, I thought that Jinx doing Detox
0: was good. I thought that Detox doing Alaska was not good. The Roxy, where where she just pretty much was just being mean to this puppet, where there yeah. was no jokes. Mm-hmm. She was just sort of eviscerating Jinx through the puppet, where... And I, again, the power of editing. They all might have been laughing, but well, like no. nobody was laughing at that point. I,
1: uh, I thought that, but then when you see on Untucked, and they actually do show... More of the longer version of it, you could tell they were laughing and then they got kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. You
0: know? It was just – it was not very good. But yeah. I also thought Alaska pretending to be Roxy was was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I thought between the two, honestly, I like Jinx doing Detox more than, mm-hmm. than Alaska doing Roxy.
1: Mm-hmm. But yeah, for the most part, I like the puppet challenge. It wasn't terribly great. It wasn't terribly bad. You know? It was good. I feel like there have been better puppet challenges. Is this the, but... is this the first one? I was just going to ask you, did they do this in season
0: four? I feel I like know. they did do it in season four, because I kind of remember, I feel like Sharon had the Fifi puppet. Mm-hmm.
1: Sure. I'm, not, I'm not sure. Let me, let me look that oh, up. Oh, you could be talking. right. That sounds right. I don't know. Somebody in yeah. the chat room will tell us. We're always, it, what's that rule about the internet? Like, if you ever want to get the answer to something, just say something wrong. Have you ever heard that before? Just get. it? Yeah. 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 All right, let's move on. Next, RuPaul announced this week's Maxi Challenge. For this week's main challenge with throw. I want to say something. On season seven, they say Maxi, and on season five, they say Main. And every time I write these scripts, I could never tell which one it is. (laughs) So this one's main. <laughs> now, episode 11, now I realize it's main on five. The main. first
2: ever... Sugar Ball. Ball! You'll each need to whip up three luscious looks. First category is... Super Duper Sweet Sixteen. Teenage Party Girl. Second category is... Sugar Mama. Executive Realness. Third category is... The tastiest of them all. Candy Couture. Edible Eleganza. You'll be making high-calorie fashion using these sticky and sweet confections
1: yeah, because then she's moved on. It, it sounds like an unfinished sentence, and it is, but whatever. Uh, in the workroom, the girls are critical of Jinx when she says she plans to pull off an Alexander McQueen look. During the table visits with RuPaul, we learn that Alaska is using hot glue to attach candies to her dress. Jinx isn't going to use any actual candy because her plan is to look like candy. Detox is basing her look on the color of candy rather than actual candy, and that might put her in trouble. No one says that. And RuPaul worries that Roxy's current design may not flatter her figure. Finally, RuPaul surprises the girls with another challenge. Alaska will be choreographing the girls in a sugar baby's number that is to be performed on stage. Back in the workroom, Jinx annoys the shit out of Detox and Roxy by making a lot of noise when she bangs on her candies. All right, Taylor the Latte Boy, your thoughts here. All right. Uh, I actually liked Roxy's first look. Yeah, the, oh, look. I actually really love the second one too, though.
0: Oh no, the second one is iconic as yeah. far as the as far as the show goes, and it's one of my all time favorite looks. Mm-hmm. But I I think that she would have been, I mean, had that come down the runway and Rue not given her the whole, you might want to try something different. I think she would have been okay with that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, like I said, I like the I like the ball challenges. I like the looks. Um, some of it, they just you know you can't help that if jinx is going to be breaking up peppermint that it's going to make noise Mm -hmm. i mean i don't know how long she was doing it and there's probably better ways if she'd put them all in a bag and then hit it that way she probably could have gotten the same effect Mm -hmm. with maybe a little but it just felt like that scene that editing of them just where they're staring at her and they're kind of rolling Mm -hmm. eyes and that sort of stuff went on probably about five or six seconds too long yeah and i get that they're trying to drag out the drama at this point
1: But that's why I'm saying, like, this one day, it could have been like, look, someone banging the fucking candy is really fucking annoying, right? Yeah. Um, And I could see being like, me and you just being like, ugh, can you believe Adam Burns was just banging candy? And we're like, ugh, can you believe it? No, but he would have immediately apologized for it. I'm sorry. You guys probably all hate me because yeah, I'm banging uh, the know, candies. J- right. Just, just, just tell them all to send me home. It's yeah. fine. I, uh, you I, I guys are probably okay. yeah. When when RuPaul asked today who should go home, you are probably all gonna say me because I was yeah. banging the candies. And no one knows who we're talking about, by the way. <laughs> Anyways, this is an afterthought. Meet, oh, I shouldn't say afterthought. Is it's a it's a on loan. Adam Burns is a person on loan to an afterthought media show from Pride Forty Eight. Yes, and we love Adam, but Adam loves to apologize. Yeah. Anyway, um. We would have been rolling our eyes at each other. But they can take those looks and they can stretch it and make it seem it lasted for days. Yeah. You know, and that was anything this person said. You can tell it in the editing that they took a few moments and just stretched it. and They milked them for all they were worth.
0: Yeah. I have a question for you.
1: Yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm here so, to
0: give answers, Taylor Vellante boy. All right. So yes. this is a candy challenge. Sure is. Did you sugar that big They had the big pile of candy. Yeah. What did you just say?
1: Did your blood sugar go up?
0: No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, what, what is a favorite candy bar? I know you like more savory than sweet. You're more yeah. of a savory sure enjoyer than a sweet. Yeah. But if, if you – what is your go-to when you have to run into a Walgreens or a drugstore or something mm-hmm. and you're like, you know what? A candy bar sounds really good right oh, now. Oh, candy what, bar. What, or a, a candy bar, a candy uh, – well, let's do candy bar and then mm-hmm. we can do if there's something else.
1: I'll be honest with you. Candy bar and pretty basic. Okay, I'll, I like most candy bars, or I—I I, I cannot think of a candy bar. Where I go, like, oh, that's gross, right? Mm-hmm. But if you were going to give me my like go-to's, uh, well, you can't beat the All American Classic Snickers, right? Okay, but apart from take the Snickers out of the equation, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: I'm a fan of the Payday. I'm not going to lie. I, in fact, my problem with the Payday is I always think it's too small, even like the king size. Okay. It's too small. All right. But uh I like I like a payday. I like I like nuts on some sort of like weird log. I don't know what's a log of what? I don't know what it is. A caramel because okay, a, pay,
0: a payday has peanuts. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Peanuts, caramel, chocolate, and it's what is it on no, like, no the chocolate. wafer? No, no chocolate.
1: There's no chocolate. No, it's not on the wafer. It's some sort of like um it's like a soft caramel thing, right? That's in the middle. Okay. And imagine okay. take, imagine they made it made into a roll. They took this soft caramel, whatever it is, nougat. I'll mm-hmm. say right. Yeah, and they rolled it, and then they roll it in the peanuts, and that's all it is. Okay, yeah, all right. Um, now, now, Luke Stamen in the chat room—more proof that he is a crazy person. He said Milky Way, which is probably the most bland, banal candy bar. Oh, contraire. Okay, with that because while I will eat a mil- Milky
0: Way, mm-hmm. Milky Ways are not my favorite. However, yeah. Milky Way Midnight's
2: okay.
0: are are really good because it's dark chocolate and mm-hmm. it's a vanilla nougat mm-hmm. in the middle, it's and the, those are really really the good.
1: Jamal Sims of Milky Ways.
0: <laughs> vanilla nougat was my drag name when I tried out for season twelve. Okay, um, those are those are good. So, okay, I would say my favorite candy bars. Well, now I can't say Milky Way Midnight's because you'll make fun of me, but
1: Mm -hmm. I like
0: a good old-fashioned American Hershey bar.
1: Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I like a Hershey bar. I like, but, you know, okay, but the one that I feel like I forgot about and then I refound was a hundred grand bar. I haven't never had that. Uh, I, I I wonder if they made it over to the West Coast. I yeah, yeah, no, no they have seen thing. them. I've seen them. I just never had. Okay, yeah, they were. They feel. It feels like they were like big in the seventies and eighties, yeah. and then they, then they went away. Mm-hmm. But I don't like anything with raisins in it, chocolate covered mm-hmm. raisins. Yeah, so I'm not a Raisinette fan, and I hate mounds and almond joy oh. because I hate. Oh, really? I don't. No, I hate coconut. Oh, you I, do? I love the smell of coconut, mm-hmm. and I like the flavoring of coconut, but actual mm-hmm. coconuts. My co-host on my other show, Taffy, mm-hmm. referred once to coconut as it's like eating toenails—chocolate okay. covered toenails—and yeah. now I can't get that image out of my head anytime I see anything with coconut on it.
1: No, love coconut. Love a mounds. Love an almond joy. If people said peanut butter cups. Yes, I'm into it. Oh, Reese's peanut butter cups. Yeah. Yes, peanut. Um, I used to do. Remember when they used to do the? Speaking of Hershey bars. Mm-hmm. Remember, there used to be the commercial would be like, You got my chocolate and my peanut. You're not your chocolate my peanut butter. You got my peanut. your peanut butter and my chocolate. And they'd be like, Oh, right. It'd be like Gorbachev <laughs> and Reagan or something like that, right? Yeah. I'm going to tell you something. I was like, all. that's not a bad idea. So I would take, I would, what a fucking little pig I was. <laughs> I would take a Hershey bar, break it off the piece, and then use the peanut butter as a dip and eat it that way. Okay. I don't see a problem with that. Yeah. So, so, all right, so what, what is your non-candy bar candy go-to? Well, I'm going to be honest with you, Taylor, and, I, you know, this is a place of honesty and truth. Okay? You're in a safe space right I'm now. I'm in a safe space. I've become, an, in my age, quite the fan of the hard candy.
0: <laughs> of course you have.
1: So right now what I have is uh, a Clay's Raspberry. I get them at... Well, I get them... Gays are going to get their toes curled up here for a second, but I got these at Hobby Lobby. Okay. And... um, But um, I would never buy uh, a Werther's original, but if you handed me one, I wouldn't hate it. I went through a phase back in the 90s where they made... um, Oh, God, who was it that made
0: those? They weren't Lifesavers. Maybe they were Lifesavers, but they were sort of like a... A vanilla like vanilla cream and fruit swirl candy that I used to keep in a jar on my on my desk at work mm-hmm. and I would just sort of pop them in my mouth yeah. every once in a while. So I love
1: anything like that.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. My my go-to, even though it is nothing but pure high fructose corn syrup, mm-hmm. is I love Swedish fish.
1: Oh. It's so funny that you say that. Mm-hmm. Before I was diabetic. Mm-hmm. I went to uh, dinner with friend of the show Shannon. Okay, uh-huh. and we went, and I we had like pie, and <laughs> like I had three Arnold Palmers, followed by some Swedish fish, and then oh. I just started feeling like I wanted to vomit. I started getting sweaty, right. Uh-huh. And I was like, I was panicking, kind of like, "What's going on? I don't understand what this feeling." I almost only want to go to the hospital, right? Yeah. And then it hit me, and I was like, huh, "I bet you I'm diabetic, right?" <laughs> so then all of a sudden, I got super. Relieved. <laughs> if you weren't before
0: the meal, you certainly were. That was what that was what tipped you over the edge.
1: Yeah. So then I was like relieved. I'm like, "Oh, I know." As so I walk back into the, we were at the improv. We go to the improv. I go, I walk back into improv, and Shannon's like, "Are you okay?" I'm all, "I figured out what it is. I'm diabetic." And they're like, what are we doing? Let's have some water here, right? And she was like, Wait, what the and, and she goes, that's the weirdest thing. She goes, She's like, she was like, I'm gonna call the nine one one like, "Oh, you know, send poison control. He had Swedish fish. You know? <laughs> and um but uh, I can imagine you if this was a movie you going,
0: I'm fine, it's diabetic, I'm get some water and you pull one of those five gallon jugs off of one of the water things that <laughs> are in the background, just guggling, guggling. Like
1: <laughs> so I did go to the doctor after that and I was not diabetic then. Yeah. Do you ever wonder what was the meal that sent you
0: officially into diabetes or if it was a where you took that one sip of a soda or something and that was what officially made your pancreas go nomas. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm out. Do you ever do you ever wonder about th- I wonder about that sometimes with my diabetes.
1: The problem is I don't have an answer because I don't really believe I'm diabetic.
0: Okay, well, I'm, I I have I have
1: the ICU visits to prove yeah, that yeah, I am. Yeah. So I, I know think, that I think I'm pre diabetic. I think I'm right because my all my A1Cs are always right on the cusp, and I belong to Kaiser mm-hmm. Permanente, and they have a different number for themselves to consider you diabetic. So I I know that the American Diabetes Association considers like if you have an A1C of like everyone's so bored. This is the old person corner here, mm-hmm. um, of A1C of like. It might even be higher than seven, right? And mine's has never been higher than seven. Ever. Okay. But it's Kaiser, if you're higher than 6.5, you're diabetic. Okay.
0: So. Well, and I'm mine, 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 right now is 6.4, so maybe I don't have diabetes either. Oh, you don't have diabetes. Oh, no, you'd be pre-diabetic. Bring on yeah. the Mountain Dew. Yeah. So by the way, when I come out to California, so yeah. speaking of my diabetes,
1: I would like to try a C's chocolate. You know, I'm gonna tell you something about great about C's. Mm-hmm. If you, Any day you go in there You're always entitled to a free sample Oh, well then Every day that I'm in California We will stop by a C's <laughs>
0: chocolate <laughs> Why C's though? I don't know, just because I know it's, I know it's a West Coast thing yeah. We don't have those here
1: uh-huh.
0: I've heard about C's, but I want to try one yeah. Just because I, I just
1: want to try it Alright, very good This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Alright, I gotta get something off my chest By the time I finish watching RuPaul's Drag Race two times, recording two different shows about it, and spending my entire week around RuPaul's Drag Race. The last thing I want to do is listen to other podcasts about RuPaul's Drag Race. But people are constantly saying, do you listen to this podcast or that podcast? And I'll be honest with you, I don't because I barely have time to record the one that I do. And I, this 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 sits on me, on my chest. So I have to get it off my chest because I'm like, is this hindering my growth as a creator? So I'm glad I told you guys this so you guys can stop recommending shows or asking me if I listen to Race Chaser or Sibling Rivalry. We all carry around different stressors, by the way, big, small, serious, silly. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest. Can you imagine if I went to therapy with this? And to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I have benefited tremendously from therapy. Tremendously. And it's a way for me to work out different problems that I've had. And I've shared those problems with you before. If you have stressors in your life, you need to talk them out. That's how you release the toxicity, is by talking it out. And therapy can help do that. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. When they designed it, they designed it to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is just fill out a brief questionnaire, and they'll match you with a licensed therapist and by the way, if you don't like your therapist, you can just switch therapists at any time at no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DragRace today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash DragRace. uh all right during the rehearsal for the sugar baby's number alaska struggles to choreograph the number roxy comes off as cunty jinx's wacky behavior annoys detox and roxy jinx throws everyone off their rhythm and roxy doesn't lip sync because she doesn't know the words back in the workroom everyone's busy and tensions are high jinx gets sleepy and thus careless when she comes to she panics because she realizes her dress didn't come out the way she had hoped roxy's laugh. roxy laughs about jinx's problems and jinx storms out of the workroom by the way, everyone should know, I'm, I'm writing this according to the edit we saw. I don't know how right. to believe this part. It's elimination day and the girls are getting ready for the sugar ball. Jinx is second guessing her outfit. Roxy continues to make comments under her breath. And Roxy doesn't have the balls to tell D De- the sugar balls, to tell Detox that her outfit doesn't work. When Alaska tries to put on her outfit, it doesn't fit and it falls apart. Alaska and Jinx are in real trouble just before the runway. And of course, in typical drag race style, nothing comes of it. Mm-mm. This happened again in season six. Remember where Adora's like, oh my god, my dress! Is, I'm going to the runway! And then uh, yeah. ever's brought up again. Right. Okay, so a lot happens here, Taylor, but it's weird. So much happens and yet nothing at all. It's, it's yeah, I think that we've
0: talked about, I mean, going back to the Roxy thing, mm-hmm. you have mentioned that Roxy has said in previous episodes of our podcast, not, well, not on. she didn't say it on our episodes of our podcast, but mm-hmm. we've talked about it when talking about Roxy, that Roxy pretty much was struggling towards the end that she was overly tired and that she was mm-hmm. feeling very threatened and she was worried that she was going to be going home. Mm-hmm. So she was lashing out. And I think the fact that she is saying some of the shitty things she's saying about detox outfit. Mm-hmm. And also the fact, the whole scene of where she's doing the, where she's like, girl, I don't know the words yet. So she's not lip syncing when Alaska's trying to where she's just kind of, she's just being cunty because she is. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they moved the edit, you know, again, she gave them the bullets. Yeah. She get she did give them the bullets. It's not like they're where they're completely trying to pull this stuff out of nowhere, mm-hmm. but you get, you can kind of see how they were editing it towards where everything jinx did and everything that jinx said and everything that was just going to be wrong because yeah. Roxy was not in a good place in her head. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: yeah, thoughts? <laughs> it's weird, because I'm just weird because I know for the years that I've known you, since you started doing this show, you know, how many ever years ago, you've always come back to this season and talked about this season, how much it bothered right. me. Yada, yada, yada. you're right. So to hear you sort kind of like turning uh, a corner here, turning the page on Roxy Andrews, where there's forgiveness almost, or maybe understanding. I didn't say that. You forgive her and you're said, her biggest defender that that <laughs> of all time. I said that
0: I can – I'm not saying that she should have said what she said. Yeah. I'm saying I I can – we've all had those times where we've been overly tired and overly stressed out yeah. and we tend to lash out at people. Uh-huh. And we've, we haven't had the fortune of having a camera crew. Now, she also said some really shitty things yeah. about – just about everybody or she was nasty to everybody with the possible exception of
1: Alaska. Let me ask you a question because I I genuinely want to know, maybe the audience should know. Is there a one to three sentence version of the mac and cheese uh incident that you can tell us? <laughs> because I want to go back to this.
0: Okay. The the one to three version is my car battery died. I had no money. And in the process of figuring out what I was going to do and ha- throwing a tantrum about it in front of my friend Kevin said, and now I'm going to have nothing to eat in the house but mac and cheese for the rest of my fucking life. Or okay. I, I'm paraphrasing myself yeah. at something. Yeah. But I made some reference to the I'm only going to have to eat mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. And that which I don't even like mac and cheese. But I, so I don't know why I said it, but I was just in the middle of just one of those complete meltdowns mm-hmm. at that point and then he proceeded to talk about it on his now defunct podcast mm-hmm. and refer to it as the mac and cheese incident and we were kind of sister podcasts for a while so we picked up on it and then that just became an ongoing joke about me
1: okay so what i'm saying is because i've had it you know in the past year which is famous you know when i got <laughs> mad at george you know mm-hmm which I know it sounds like an excuse, but I genuinely can blame it on, I didn't know I had a UTI infection that my body was fighting, and it can make you very emotional and stuff. Okay. I'm not, look, I'm also a crazy person, but I'm just saying that's... Uh, I, I would yeah. concur with that, yeah. yeah. I've done a lot of things not having a UTI, I'll say that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and so you've had it, so we've all had these moments where we're under these great moments of stress... Where we don't necessarily act our best versions of ourselves, you know? But, Mm -hmm. well, I was going to say, you know, not all of us have it recorded for posterity like Roxy. And you would think, well, you do too, Joe, right? I'm like, no, because I've erased it clean from any – that episode of The Room mill has been erased. Now, if you already have it, okay, then you have it. But if you want to download it, I don't even have it on my computer. Let me put it that way. It's gone. Okay. But like we have we, but the but television has a a long memory, you know, yeah. Uh, and uh, so Roxy can never leave that. I mean, it, it followed her to All Stars too, right?
0: And th- and that's the thing that I think you know. I sat and watched it. My husband has never watched season five before. He knows Jinx. He knows Jinx wins but he didn't know the order in which you like, when we were watching the lip sync. He would say before the lip sync would start, he would say who goes home.
2: Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not
0: telling you just mm-hmm. watch it, you know, but he, every time that they would show Roxy, he would just do this. Like, Oh my God, why is she being such a bitch? And mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm like, well, I don't know. You're going to have to watch. Yeah. But I also feel like that is in part, definitely the editors. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely want to save time at the end. I wanna kinda of put a, a a a dovetail on this and talk about Untucked
1: and particularly mm-hmm. the editing in Untucked All at right. some point later on. Okay. Well you'll get a moment. When I say when I say any final thoughts, you can bring it up. All okay. right. So let's actually now talk about the Sugar Babies number. Uh, because they put out an album called uh the RuPaul's Drag Race The Rusical, we actually can enjoy this number as it is. Here it is.
2: We're sweet as pie, the kind you want to try. With jelly-friendly, sugar-coated cones. Our lips are glazed, our eyes are candy crates, and chocolate powders that's for undertones. Although we ain't to please, confection such a tease. Diabetes sure can kill the mood. We're just here to celebrate, so have your cake. And <risas> we are, we are right. the sugar babies. We are, we uh-huh. are the sugar, 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 <similar> sugar babies. We are, we are Amen. the sugar babies. We are, we are the sugar, 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 sugar,
1: Go. That was the Sugar Babies number. Was that a Lucian Piani? It is a Lucian Piani number. Hmm. Yeah. So, what were your thoughts on that uh, number there? I thought the number was cute. It. I get. I know that there was the whole thing of where
0: at one point they were talking about that the choreography was very simple. But Alaska's not a choreographer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alaska shouldn't be. You know, when when I'll Michelle said that, I'm like, she's not. Alaska's no Todrick
1: Hall. <laughs> People not, like was, Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> I was impressed with the choreography that she didn't know I yeah, like, oh, no, that's I pretty good, was, actually. That pretty cute, too. Yeah.
0: But, but again, I, again, I've got your ear, mm-hmm. your lips whispering in my ear yeah. that the producers yeah. whisper into Michelle Visage's ear what oh, yeah. they think she should say to kind of unsettle things.
1: And I think RuPaul, too. I think RuPaul uses her to be the mean one. Yeah. And I think she's fine to be the, the mute one. She, you know, she'll do whatever. Uh the number was fine. I actually thought the number was cute and fine. I had no problem with it whatsoever. My one, my one I guess, if I had one note sure. to give,
2: mm-hmm. it was
0: that everybody's outfits and their hair matched except for Alaska's. Whereas where everybody seemed to have on pastels, Alaska had on this, like, shocking blue wig mm-hmm. with her outfit. That was a little – I kept kind of looking at that but not in a good way. But otherwise, I thought everything else about it was, was very cute.
1: Alright, very good. Uh now it's time, Taylor, for your favorite part. The looks The looks. Go ahead. Tell me So the first up was sweet sixteen. Alright. So your, I, would, here. I would say I liked Alaska
0: Jinx's No, I take that back. I liked Alaska and Detox's look. Alaska was in a black dress with pink and Detox was a very eighties inspired with a leather jacket and leggings and kind of um early madonna boy toy kind of look uh jinx was in the 70s and i don't remember Ro- roxy's
1: it was well she had the marshmallow necklace oh
0: the marshmallow the, you know. i thought i th- thought it didn't look good i don't get quite quite why they were all calling her a whore
1: mm-hmm. for that where like bob Mackie Mar- 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 said that um you're a whore you're a whore. You fucking slut get off the fucking stage you <laughs> slut you fucking whore. I have whore. to go draw a picture of RuPaul and stand on the middle of Hollywood Boulevard Yeah, so
0: Coco Machis can
1: get her life. Yeah. You fucking slut. Just keep walking <laughs> those fucking Cadbury cream eggs just down the runway, you fucking bitch. Wow. Okay, Bob Mackie. Uh,
2: it's weird. I'm
1: so glad we've had this time yeah. together. <laughs> I can smell your pussy from here. <laughs>
0: that would be my favorite episode of any tv show ever if he screamed at (laughs) oh god so okay so that that was the looks i i liked alaska and detox i did not like jinx of roxy do you have any thoughts on the sweet 16 looks
1: i'll be honest with you um i didn't like i was with the judges i didn't like the jinx one but i liked uh, all the other ones i thought they were great
0: okay um the next looks were Sugar Mama mm-hmm. which uh Alaska came out in 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 oh. a super memorable suit with the lesbian haircut where I remember somebody saying I thought I remember somebody saying it was rude. She was like I know
1: it I know rude? what you're going to
0: say which is Barbara Cork
1: in realness
2: yeah
0: <laughs> and I laughed out loud <laughs> so I mean, an iconic look for Alaska. It's one of those memorable, when you can't help but not think of her in that outfit. Everyone
1: should know. Um, but for those, you know Barbara Corkin's is one of the people on Shark Tank. Yeah. And so I thought that was really – it was one of the few times Rue made me laugh. Okay. Um,
0: Jinx. Jinx, I was very uh, – it was kind of like a, a orange and red and yellow uh, suit like a business suit, but it looked a little casual and the colors didn't necessarily scream business to me. Mm -hmm. And she had her hair all up sort of in a sloppy bun with pencils and stuff in it. Mm -hmm. So I didn't necessarily get executive realness. I kind of got secretary realness. So I don't feel like she really did the, did it the way she wanted to. Mm -hmm. Um, Roxy, I liked Roxy's look. It was very Devil Wears Prada with the big, um, with the big uh, wrap but the neckline to me was a little too plunging for an executive but I mm-hmm. loved the hair
1: I and, loved Go on, sorry.
0: okay and speaking of hair I loved detox look oh. I loved the shocking Glenn Close fatal attraction kind of crazy crazy 80s with the neon blue or the bright royal blue mm-hmm. business suit it looked very off the rack mm-hmm. but I, I, I love detox's 80s aesthetic I feel like that is where detox thrives mm-hmm. when she when she does du- when she pulls from 80s stuff. Mm-hmm. Either 80s or very high couture. Those are the two places that I feel like she's at her best. Mm-hmm. And this to me, she looked fucking amazing to this. Yeah. Okay, right. your thoughts, your thoughts on exec Sugar Mama executive
1: realness. I thought Roxy looked fan- I- I'll be honest with you. I was gonna say this right here. I thought Roxy looked great across the board. In the teenage one, in the executive realness one, and Candy Couture, I thought she looked great. Um, I would have to pull up the, oh, the Barbara Corcoran one was great. Uh, yeah, she looked fantastic. I don't really remember Jinx or I can, when, you, when you're going over Candy Couture, I can pull up really fast, but, um, uh, but, but I, I remember not having really a negative thing to say about anyone on this, to be honest with you, even the Candy oh, yeah. Couture where they didn't like Jinx. I was like, it looks fine to me. Yeah. Um, and speaking of Candy Couture, uh,
0: we had Alaska in her... A cotton candy dress, which magically all got pulled together. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> so, and I thought she—I thought she looked beautiful. She looked uh-huh. great. Um, Jinx, I originally wrote, I didn't like it, but I do kind of like her look. It is very interesting with the candy cane and the red and white stripes, and I love that there's antlers in it. And I mean, it was kind of a mess, but Jinx is kind of a mess, at yeah. least at this stage in her drag career, and that's something that. I think adds to her charm mm-hmm. that somebody like a detox who's known for her polish couldn't get away with mm-hmm. um, which explains why I hate a detoxes look that just was just messy and she was tripping all over herself as far as with that lace and just not not her strongest look and then you've got roxy andrews in the licorice the multicolored licorice Mm -hmm. fringy bodysuit iconic it was it's she looks so beautiful in that and i love the use of color and i love the use of where it makes it where it's sort of a fringe thing Mm -hmm. and it's just it's an amazing amazing look
1: um, okay, so I'm looking here, of course, Alaska's look. I actually do like it now. You see it magically come together. It looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm looking at Detox's executive realness look. Uh I don't think I'm as nuts for it as you are, because it reminds me of Betty Batance in the 80s. But um <laughs> But um, Betty Batantz, by the way, is my mom. Um but the candy couture look, I agree, is awful. Jinx monsoon, based on the what I'm seeing right here, the orange one, I'm not super into it, but I actually do like. The Candy Couture one, too. I think maybe the show's grown a little bit. And sometimes the show learns from the drag queens and the drag queens learn from the show. And uh, like I said, uh, everything Roxy Andrews walked down the runway this week, I was in love with. And the Candy Couture one, you're right. iconic. It was amazing. I liked it. There you go. Any other thoughts on the looks, Taylor? Nope. That's the looks. Those are the looks. I want to say something. Well, you know, I'll say it for the very end, Taylor, because it, it is one of those extra things we can talk about. All right. On the main stage, RuPaul asked the girls who didn't deserve to be in the top three. All the girls in Alaska talked named Jinx, while Jinx said Detox. After the judges' critiques, Alaska was named the winner of the challenge, while Detox and Jinx were placed in the bottom two, forcing them to face off in a lip sync battle for their lives. The song. Malambo number one by Ima Sumak. In the end, Detox's chin wiggle couldn't save her again, and she <laughs> was asked to sashay away. Taylor the Latte Boy, any final thoughts on the episode, including, I know you wanted to talk, talk about untucked and, and all that jazz. Okay. Well, I think that you have, as you talked about,
0: Alaska recognizing the edit that they're going to be giving them. Mm-hmm. So, and she has that moment where she is sitting with Jinx in the silver bar while Detox and Roxy are in the gold bar, just trashing Jinx to no yeah. end. And again, another example of the edit, when Jinx is on the main stage and they are commenting on her look, mm-hmm. they pan to a shot of Roxy where she looks like she's like openly laughing at something that they're saying about mm-hmm. Jinx's look. Yeah, And there's part of me that wonders if that is legit or not, if they just pulled that from something else. Mm-hmm. It just kind of adds to this story that they're doing. But the scene with Alaska and Jinx reminds me, and I don't feel like it's in the Disney version. But in the Disney version, hold on, I'm going somewhere with this. Okay. In multiple versions of Cinderella, when they've done Cinderella, it always feels like you have the two evil stepsisters, Mm -hmm. but one of the stepsisters always seems kind of nice always is where she still wants to do her own thing and she still Mm -hmm. wants to be a wicked stepsister, Mm -hmm. but she also is kind of has those moments with Cinderella that it feels as though is very much of where She kind of wants to be her friend, but she also wants to be one of the cool kids. And this is sort of what that felt like with Alaska, where Alaska was recognizing what this must be like for jinx. And the moment of where she pretty much said, the reason they're doing this is they're scared of you. Mm -hmm. They're intimidated by you because they recognize how fierce you are I really enjoyed seeing that. And I probably liked that. And I feel like there was a scene in the early part of the episode where Alaska and Jinx had something similar though, not to the extreme mm-hmm. that they were talking about, even to the point of where Jinx says in untucked, I am so glad you said that to me. And then in the confessional says, because now this gives me a drive to prove these bitches wrong. Yeah. That I, I am my, my drag has worth. My drag has talent. This is art. It's not just what Roxy says now. Mm-hmm. The thing that pissed me off and the thing that I hope – if there is a producer somewhere out there yeah. from World of Wonder mm-hmm. that happens to listen to this, okay? Mm-hmm. I, I know season 12 is probably already edited and in the bag. Yeah. We don't need the false leads for the lead and for the commercial because – of the whole thing over the whole time through untucked, every time they said after the break, mm-hmm. they made it look like Roxy was purposely shunning Jinx when talking about I know it's gonna be the three of us that are gonna be top three. Yeah, you know, and I isn't it gonna be so great that it's just the three where that never actually happens
1: mm-hmm.
0: when they show the whole thing where she goes, actually it could be any of us, and then they all show this moment. Whether the producers directed them to do this or not, where they all genuinely said nice things about each other, mm-hmm. including Jinx and Roxy, yeah. where at one point Jinx even says, I get that you and I see things differently. You, We are the yin and yang of drag to each other. And Roxy agrees with her, but not like in a bitch I'm better or anything. But And it's just a we fight like sisters. Yeah, And it's this moment... That, that is the moment. Maybe I didn't watch this episode of Untucked mm-hmm. back in the day, yeah. but this th- that moment is kind of one of those that it sort of is the reason why I have been questioning my remembrance of this season mm-hmm. This th- up to this point, where it really is sort of one of those where when I think about it, I, I wonder, like, okay – did I get played? Have I been played for the last seven years thinking season five to me because of how strongly they played that out over the course of those last couple of episodes was the bullying season where it was all about a you know a, a quirky, artsy kid mm-hmm. getting bullied by the mean girls. Mm-hmm. So it, re- it really is where it kind of pisses me off that I allowed myself at this point to believe the edit and believe the hype.
1: Do you feel the show bullied you?
0: Yes, I feel triggered,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I I just feel like you know Joe, you and I are the yin and yang of Afterthought Media. Well, you know, no, and but- when we fight, we fight like sisters.
1: Yeah, you know, and and Roxy, when she Roxy acknowledges too that she's been rough on Jinx, you mm-hmm. know, and there have been several times where, where where Alaska says, you know, we're afraid of you, and Roxy has said this in previous episodes that she feels threatened by Jinx, so it's been acknowledged. Right, and but I also think
0: you don't, you know. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Sure is, and Taylor. I went into this season
2: mm-hmm.
0: purposely watching interactions, looking for when does the bullying start, and. You know, and I've talked over several of these episodes over mm-hmm. the over this last season about the fact that you know, wow, it's weird to see Roxy and Jinx getting Jinx getting along, and Roxy and Jinx where like Roxy will say really nice things not only to Jinx to her face, but also talk about the fact that you know there was an untucked a couple of weeks ago where they were all sitting around going, she is a she is she is the one to beat with all of this. So there is definitely a level of respect that I feel like I didn't observe mm-hmm. watching the first time because mm-hmm. towards the end it's all about this fighting and all about these shitty things that, that Roxy is saying mm-hmm. to Jinx and you you kind of when you watch that all of the other stuff goes out of the way but now yeah. that you're kind of watching it in reverse
2: mm-hmm.
0: knowing the end result knowing mm-hmm. what happens it makes for a completely
1: different season interesting very very interesting I'd like to hear your thoughts I'd like to see someone you know take, a, take this show seriously and see a new way a way uh, a brand new way of seeing things in terms of the yeah
2: show.
1: no yeah. I, I've I've thoroughly enjoyed watching this season
0: the, this I mean I I still think if you had to pick between season five and season six I think season six is probably a better season yeah but but this is this
1: is pretty damn close mm-hmm. very good I'm what said, are your thoughts on everything I said I agree with you but I've been but you know no, to, to, to harken back what you were saying is you because you were kind of not beating yourself up but you were saying i'm kind of mad that i didn't pick up on these things before but there would have been no reason for you to pick up exactly exactly you didn't know that that storyline was being the seeds were being sowed there so you wouldn't they wouldn't you don't remember all the times that roxy said this or roxy said that or they were fine and they joked together or this and that because we just hear that and then it's almost like you know start strong finish strong kind of thing where like and what i mean is you remember the last thing like for instance I've been recommending this ballet, this Matthew Bourne Swan Lake, right? Mm-hmm. And I've been telling everyone, to go see this. It's in D.C. right now. Go see it. I, I do agree. People should go see it. But the one thing I think, thought about is, and, and by the way, the, the ballet is beautiful, Matthew Bourne Swan Lake. I've never been to the ballet before. But the one mm-hmm. thing I always think about is the ending is so amazing. The ending is so amazing. I wonder, like. Is the rest of it as good as I think it is? Or did the end start to save it? I'll give you a better example that you might be able to relate to. The Usual Suspects, the movie. In that the ending of The Usual Suspects is so turn it on your head, like surprising and shocking. I'm not going to give any Mm -hmm. spoilers. That I think a lot of people forgive how the movie leading up to that ending is pretty mediocre. You know? The, The film leading up to that shocking ending is... Very just meh, you know. Wasn't well, that kind of M. Night Shyamalan movies too? I like the Sixth Sense.
0: Yeah, but I kind of remember sort of just watching it and then once there's the twist and then realizing like, oh, okay. But if you sit and watch, if you don't if you know the ending before you start watching it, does it still have that does it still have that hold on you when you watch it?
1: I haven't rewatched it in years. Okay. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race recap. Be sure to join us next weekend every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct every episode of RuPaul's Drag Race season five. So for Taylor the Latte Boy and myself, hashtag Justice for Roxy. Oh, by the way, this Jeffrey Thunderbear wants you to know that. He contributed. All right. He, he needs you to know that. Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Email us at DragRaceRecap at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DragRaceRecap. Our Instagram account is managed by Stephen Starling. You can also follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash DragRaceRecap. If you want access to more Drag Race content and other Afterthought Media shows, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can follow Taylor the Latte Boy on Twitter and Instagram at P-I-M-C Taylor. Follow Joe Batans on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batanz. That's J-O-E-P-E-T-A-N-C-E. The theme song was written by Lucian Piani and arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. This podcast was made possible by the following exclusive tier Patreon supporters. Nicholas Springham, Katie Whitmire, April Pacheco, Dean UK, Melissa Payton, Nikki Baker, Devin McKay, The State of Bree, Robert NYC, Rachel J, AJ Norris, Richard C, Common Cool, Humble Pie, J. Thomas Plank, Luke Stamen. Sirmet Smith, Travis Potter, Jesse Harris, John J. Jimmy Kilbasa, Pedro SF, Ginger Biscuit, Jesse Lozano, Parker Elliott, Lauren Eckert, Jordan Darling, Haley Sclands and her mom, Sandy Romero's Ruiz, and Eve A. Adams. And Jeffrey Thunderbear <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race Recap is an afterthought media podcast. <laughs> Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring the show. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Drag Race today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Drag Race.